0: It's 11 o'clock, I'm Julian Quayle. The top story is the financial secretary says economic recovery in the SAR requires mandatory testing. Xinjiang officials report 138 asymptomatic coronavirus carriers in Kashgar one day after reporting the first such case in months. And Spain approves a state of emergency, including a nationwide curfew as coronavirus cases surge. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says mandatory testing for the coronavirus is an indispensable tool to help Hong Kong's recovery. Writing in his official blog, he also says he expects the city's upcoming third-quarter GDP figure to improve markedly. Joanne Wong has the details.
1: For Dawn to break on Hong Kong's sagging economy, Financial Secretary Paul Chan says mandatory testing for COVID-19 is key. He explains that the city must eliminate local infections through the tool of targeted or even mass mandatory testing for COVID-19. He says this will create the conditions for economic activities to return and ease the pressure on workers and businesses. He points out that the mainland's economy is already recovering and if cross-border travel can return, Hong Kong's economy can become lively again, despite disruptions from the pandemic situation overseas.
0: An online rally is underway to call for international support for the 12 Hong Kong people detained in Shenzhen. It's been more than two months since the 12 were detained by mainland authorities as they tried to flee from Hong Kong to Taiwan. The event, organized by the Save 12 Hong Kong Youths Concern Group, follows rallies overseas, including Taiwan and London, to show solidarity with the detainees. Speaking at the start of the online event, district councillor Owen Chow urged international governments to speak up.
1: The 12 have gone radio silence. No one in Hong Kong knows their condition. Their most basic rights are being denied by the Chinese authority. The manner in which the authorities of China and Hong Kong have handled this incident once again demonstrate their utter disregard for fundamental human rights, civil and political liberties and the rule of law. China's authoritarianism is in expansion. It has repeatedly employed hostage diplomacy, wherein citizens of non-Chinese jurisdiction are detained for political leverage.
0: Health authorities have reported six new COVID-19 cases today, including one local case with an unknown source. The 42-year-old man lives in Beverly Garden in Chengkwangau. Officials in Xinjiang say the number of asymptomatic coronavirus carriers identified in Kashgar has jumped to 138, one day after reporting the first such case in months. All the new cases were people with links to an industrial area where the parents of the first patient worked. Yesterday, a 17-year-old girl in a village in Kashgar was found to have the virus during a regular inspection. Officials say they have 137 cases through contact tracing. The mother of murder victim Poon Hoi Wing called off a meeting with the Hong Kong police at the last minute today amid an ongoing tussle over suspect Chan Tong Kai's surrender to Taiwan. Francis Sitt reports.
1: RTHK understands a meeting was tentatively scheduled for Sunday morning, but Mrs. Poon called it off just minutes before it was supposed to start. She told reporters that the police hadn't told her whether they would meet Taiwanese authorities to discuss Chan's surrender, or if the officers meeting her had the authority to make decisions on behalf of the police, answers she has demanded as a prerequisite for the meeting. She had earlier said she doesn't want a meeting to become a show that wastes everybody's time. A few hours later, the police put out a media statement. They stressed that they have no legal framework for the surrender of evidence to Taiwan, which has to be done under mutual legal assistance procedures. They went on to say there could only be further developments if Taiwan allows Chen to enter, and both sides can then arrange the trip through the police cooperation mechanism.
0: Spain's government has approved a new state of emergency in the face of surging coronavirus infections. It follows an emergency cabinet meeting. Spanish media report that the measure will include a nationwide curfew from 11pm to 6am, but different regions may modify the hours. From Madrid, here's the BBC's Guy Hedgecoe. The leaders of several regional administrations around the country over the last couple of days have been uh, saying to the central government that they want to introduce tougher measures. One of the measures they have been talking about a lot is a curfew that they feel will be very effective. The central government itself seems to feel the need that tougher measures are needed as well. But over the last few months, it has devolved powers to introduce restrictions to these regional administrations. And many of them feel they don't have enough of a legal framework to do that. So that's what this state of emergency is designed to do, that it will provide a legal framework for those regional administrations to introduce the kinds of measures that they want to. You are listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past 11.00. The White House says the U.S. Vice President, Mike Pence, will stick to his busy election campaign schedule, even though several of his staff have contracted coronavirus. His chief of staff, Mark Short, who's the key advisor to the White House virus task force, has begun self-isolating. Another advisor to the Vice President, Marty Obst, has also tested positive. Infections continue to surge in the United States, with record high daily numbers in six states. President Trump and his rival Joe Biden again traded accusations over how to tackle the pandemic at election rallies.
2: Turn on television, COVID, like COVID, 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 COVID. By the way, on November 4th, you won't hear about it anymore. Well, I
0: told him the to debate, we're not learning how to live it, you're asking us to learn how to die with it. There's going to be a dark winter ahead unless we change our ways. The top US infectious disease specialist has contradicted President Trump's assertion that the country has turned a corner on the coronavirus pandemic. Anthony Fauci told the BBC that infections were still rising sharply, with record numbers of infections being registered in recent days.
2: Yesterday, we had over 70,000 cases, and we had about 1,000 deaths. As I say, we don't want to shut down again in any strict way, but there are certain public health measures that you can implement that would go a long way to turning around these increases that we're seeing.
0: Mr Fauci also warned that mass vaccination wouldn't be available before the middle of next year. Lee Kun-hee, the chairman of the South Korean tech giant Samsung Electronics, has died at the age of 78. After suffering a heart attack in 2014, Mr Lee was left bedridden and his son Lee Jae-yong took over the running of the company. Born in 1942, Mr. Lee helped to transform his family's small business into South Korea's biggest conglomerate. Iraqis are holding protests in the centre of Baghdad to commemorate the first anniversary of a mass anti-government movement demanding political reform. Thousands of people have converged on Tahrir Square amid heavy security with the aim of reviving the movement, which has stalled in large part due to coronavirus. The BBC's Sebastian Asher reports. For hours, Iraqis have been converging on the central square in Baghdad, many walking 10 or more kilometres as cars have been banned from entering the area. Security forces have sealed off the district in order to try to keep a lid on the demonstration. The Prime Minister, Mustafa al kadimi has called for the event to remain peaceful. Since the movement erupted a year ago in a blaze of anger and frustration at the failure of successive governments to tackle unemployment, lack of basic services and corruption, hundreds of protesters have been Killed and thousands more injured. For war, Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp claims his side have been the victim of several unfair refereeing decisions this this season. The reigning champions fought from behind to beat Sheffield United 2-1 last night, but Klopp was convinced the opening spot kick should never have been awarded. No foul. (laughs) It's now, I don't know, sixth game? Game number six in the season, if I'm right in three of them we were on the wrong end of the of these kind of decisions um, um it's not about um, we want to have any advantage we just didn't, don't want to have any disadvantage how you can imagine The chelsea manager frank lampard felt his side were unfairly denied a penalty in their goalless draw with Manchester united at old trafford harry Maguire is grappling with cesar apples in the penalty area Holding goes on, headlocks don't go on. I mean, it's a penalty. I, I don't know why it, the VAR didn't take long. Sometimes they take minutes, and there's a monitor to go and look at. I think if the referee goes to the monitor, he, he absolutely gives that penalty. Um, and you know, it's it's that's frustrating. Over the course of the season, maybe some will come and go, but when you look at that back, look at that back today, that's a penalty. Elsewhere, Manchester City drew one-all with West Ham and lost Sergio Aguero to a hamstring injury in the first half. Crystal Palace won 2-1 away at Fulham. And now to end the news, the top stories once again. The financial secretary says economic recovery in the SAR requires mandatory testing. Xinjiang officials report 138 asymptomatic coronavirus carriers in Kashgar one day after reporting the first such case in months. And Spain approves a state of emergency including a nationwide curfew as coronavirus cases surge. The news from RTHK. And thanks to Julian Quayle in our newsroom. We'll have more headlines
2: coming up at midnight.
3: Sunday late,
2: Kevin Lewis. Our 2 of Sunday Late, 10 minutes after 11.
3: Can't color inside
2: Kevin Nurse with you on Radio 3. It's great to be back. Been away for a few weeks. Thanks to Michael Lance, who's been looking after this programme. But well, I'm afraid you have me from now until two. It's Sunday late. The focus on new music and such a lot of new albums out. Um, went through it at the top of the show. One I didn't mention is the latest from uh, Tony Braxton, uh, the, uh, um, the American uh, singer and the pianist, record producer and actress, TV personality, 70 million records, um, uh, 41 million albums. Apparently one of the highest selling female R&B artists in history. Uh, Won tons of awards, obviously. Uh, Toni Braxton, her tenth album, Spell My Name. I have it in front of me, and from that, this is the opening track. It's called Dance. Dance, dance, Dance. 14 After 11, new music on Radio 3.